You're listening to the Hidden Battles Podcast, brought to you by HiddenBattlesFoundation.org and our partners, DCU, Digital Federal Credit Union. You can find them at dcu.org with our hosts, Scott Heider and Chris Hurst. Welcome to the Battlecast. Hey, everybody. It's Scott and it's Chris, and um, we've been gone a while, but we're back. Welcome back, yeah. Chris. Welcome back, Scott. It's uh, great to be back. We're doing this kind of remotely outside. Yeah, it's too nice to be inside. It's true. Plus, the battle bunker is a mess. So yeah, so we're just uh, we're sitting outside enjoying the heat of August. Chris, um, tell us what you've been up to because people are. Uh, I don't think anybody cares what we're up to, but we might as well tell them anyway. Yeah, just uh, trying to stay busy, trying to stay relevant. Um, that's what Hidden Battles is really trying to do is just stay in the times with COVID-19 and just, you know, try to still let people know that we're still there for them and here to help. Yeah, we did what? We did two remotes, right? Two remote podcasts yep. Well, since this has happened and we've been kind of off the grid because just, you know, life happens and let's see, recently we did, uh, we did Swim at the Mission where we got together with 40 individuals and did a 10K kayak, which started as a 5K, but... <laughs> I only mapped it one way, <laughs> which was actually, and it turned out to be a good time. And you know, I, I will say a lot, we marketed it as a 5K. Mm-hmm. And then when we kind of really started telling people, hey, so we kind of messed up and now we have to go back. We gave them the option of either taking the speedboat back, the yep. pontoon boat, yeah, or they could kayak back themselves. And I'm actually very impressed that... 90% of the people, even let's even go more than 90%. Well, yeah. Well, all right. So say we had 40 people, only two of them didn't make it back. So that's about a, about 85% roughly, right? 42. It's like 88% people made it back. Even then. I mean, yeah. that's an amazing number for the amount of people. Oh, yeah, exactly. Especially when people were only, wait a second. No, it was 100% because we had two people that took the boat out, took the boat back. That's right. They, they kayak back, so they just swap places. So, yeah, it was 100% completion, which was nice. We raised about $4,000 for Swim at the Mission. Yeah. Uh, we had actually marketed as just a day out. Um, we lined ourselves up with Swim at the Mission, who we've talked about on every podcast because we absolutely love those guys. So we, we lined ourselves up with them. We made it an event just to be outside. And since Massachusetts, where we're based out of, has got so many... Um, stipulations and criteria and, and regulations on what people can do with covid we decided to go to new hampshire where there are more laxadaisy and that was over a month ago well about about a month ago yeah, a couple weeks about ago. A month. yeah about a month ago nobody got covid and oh. we were all together so success um but no yeah we raised uh we raised four thousand dollars i i had made a promise because i um did the kayaking adventure in uh, honor of Staff Sergeant Edmund Lowe, um, who had lost his life in Operation Iraqi Freedom. He's from Salem, New Hampshire. And I told the parents that I would actually donate what I raised and give it to, uh, or match it and give it to their scholarship fund. So we're actually going to be sending them $500 check to give to their um, scholarship fund. And since COVID happened, they were unable to do their big spaghetti dinner where they raised money to send kids to college. Oh, really? Yeah, so that helped them out a lot. And they were kind of... um, Kind of happy about it. Who did you swim? Uh, who'd you go for? I did. Uh, so I ended up getting two in my packet, just addressed to me. So I did really? it for two people. So I have um, U.S. Army Specialist Justin Justin Rollins, mm-hmm. who died serving in Iraqi freedom. He was from Newport, New Hampshire, mm-hmm. and then the other one was Marine Private First Class Eric Currier, who also died um, 
in the line of duty, but it was serving in, I believe it was Operation Enduring Freedom. Yeah. And he was from Londonderry. Yeah. Yeah. Next town over. Right, ta- right yeah. next town over. So, yeah, I mean, that was the, the thing was like, um, my guy Edmund was, um, he was an EOD tech and the guy was like a superstar too. He had gotten a full scholarship to go to college. However, went in the army because he felt that that's what he wanted to do. Then became an EOD bomb, uh, bomb tech, which is very hard. You have to be like super smart to do that. When he, uh, when he passed away, they actually named the bomb tech school out of him down to Texas. Oh, that's amazing. Which is, that's badass. So I was, I mean, it was an honor for me to do it for him um, and his family. And they're from Salem, the next town over, which was great too. So there was that connection. Um, but no, so that was a good day. Uh, we did, yeah, we, so we started off at Experience Newfound. We had Trish, who's the owner of Experience Newfound. You guys got to check them out. I don't know if they have a webpage, but it's Experience Newfound on Facebook. Um, Jeff is the manager there. So we ended up taking all their kayaks. Uh, we put them down in the water. We started the event by having David Ball, who is, uh, he does uh, Honor the Fallen. And he's actually part of our, our family here with Hidden Battles. Him and his wife, Bridget. But David actually swam pulling a kayak that had a, a memorial, which was the two boots, the rifle, and the helmet, plus two flags, American flag for his friend who had passed away. And then also the um, Honor the Fallen flag, which he had made done. And he had done, you were with him the whole time. Why don't you talk about that? Yeah, so he la- he swam out, did his little uh, memorial ceremony to start, hopped in the water and started swimming. We sw- He swam. Here I am saying we. I kayaked. So, yeah, here's a disclaimer. So we kayaked. We're going to say swam a lot because it's that's the acronym for the swim at the mission. So it's swam. So that's the event. So, like... It, we're just going to keep saying, well, we swam. So that's just us saying that we, we participated in this event. And so that's the disclaimer. Don't actually think that we were out, you know, st- stroking through water or anything. I don't think I could do no. like half of what he did. So. Dude, I have a hard time swimming from the beach to the deep end rope at Wellington. So, I, I yeah, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. Continue. So anyway, David swam, physically swam, like paddle stroke swam over a mile. I believe he did a two mile. Two miles. He did two miles. He stopped at the one mile yep. after took a, after took a, a boat almost ran him over. Yeah, and he's literally towing. He's surrounded by kayaks, but this this idiot was uh, at the time. Dave was swimming past the the only gas station on Newfound, and this guy was coming in, and he was coming in hot, and he was pissed that he had to wait and he had to get gas, and so it started up kind of an argument between um, a couple of the people that were with us. Where one of them was a Marine, um, and so he. Decided to throw some choice words at the guy because, yeah, I mean, Dave, David could have easily been run over. So. Absolutely. And, you know, um, it just, uh, the guy kind of had it coming to him, too. Cause oh, as soon, yeah. Absolutely. As soon as he pulled up to the gas thing, the lady was like, uh, yeah, you can wait. Yeah. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. Yeah, and we, and we have to say thank you to West Shore Marine. West Shore Marine, they donated um, the pontoon boat that day, so we had something in the event of an emergency, and guess what, folks? We'll get to that part, because thank God we had the boat. But go on back to David. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, David swam. He stopped at the uh, one-mile mark. Um, we had some spirits, got refreshed, and then he was like, you know what? I'm going to continue on, and yeah. that's exactly what he did. Um and he made it to a little over the two-mile mark. Yep. And you know what? Bravo, David. Great great job there. Yeah, um, amazing. And he didn't even train. He's like, ah, oh, I didn't even train for this. Yeah, I'm because like, all the YMCA. So we, he usually would train, he said, at like a YMCA in the local swim pool or the mm-hmm. swim club or whatever else. Uh, COVID, nothing's open. 
Yeah, exactly. So you can't go to the community pool and try it out. You can't go to the YMCA. You can't go to your local health club because everybody's closed. Yeah. And um, he was like, yeah, I'm just going to try it and see what happens. So you know what? For being not trained, he's a very fit person as it is because yeah. he does running and everything else. Yeah. Yeah, he's the poster child for the... Um for that run in Andover. What yeah. is it? Uh, run for the troops? Run run for the troops 5K. Yeah. And you know what? Dave, congratulations. Um, I know that's a huge accomplishment for you. Personally, physically, mentally, you know, you had everybody's support 110% with what you did. And we're glad that we could be part of your day. And glad that you could come, uh, <laughs> come out and help us support Swim with the Mission. God, I hope that flock of crows just got on the audio for this to just prove that we're outside. <laughs> Hence why I was yeah. kind of chuckling here. Yeah, I just held the microphone stuff. in the air like Lady Liberty to yeah. see if it would work. Um, yeah, so like I said, West Shore Marine was awesome for donating the um, the boat to us. So we ended up, so we had uh, a shout out to Danny Houston. Dan, Dan just retired today. Today is Thursday the 13th of uh, August. He just completed 32 years as a police officer. Danny had bought as a kind of a good for me, I just retired gift. He bought himself a jet ski. So he brought it up for the day and he was going to help run back and forth and stuff like that. So on the return from, um, look at this feather floating behind you like Forrest Gump. <laughs> what is that? There's uh, legitimately a feather floating like at the end of Forrest Gump. Just floated from about 20 feet and landed right next to Chris. Oh, it says a message. It says <laughs> Jenny was not a <laughs> not a wholesome woman. All right. So, so um yeah, so on the way back, um Mike uh and Michelle, so Mike and Michelle run our cooking program. Mike started having kayak problems. His kayak kept sinking on him. So it was really choppy. He ends up having to go to shore because his boat's underwater and so isn't he. Um Danny's jet ski breaks down because he has a problem with the fob. So they're actually, and, and surprisingly, they all broke down in the same spot, like the the newfound triangle or something, yeah, no right? Kidding. So then Matt's trying to pick them up. He's trying to gun forward. There's so many waves coming in. Uh, and anybody's ever been to Newfound, it's very, it's a very calm lake, except on Saturday afternoons when everybody leaves the sandbar at the same time to rush back and whatever. So yeah, so we have like two foot waves coming in half priced apps right. and drinks yeah exactly um so michelle gets run over by the pontoon boat it, it was just it was a nightmare but thank god we had the pontoon boat because it picked up everybody and brought them back and i, I will have to put this disclaimer out there nobody was injured nope not at all and michelle realized enough that she was going to be hit by it because just on how the current and everything was moving um she was able to duck under the pontoon boat and came right up no problem yeah it was yeah it was kind of it was it was so messed up i actually did more than a 10k because about halfway back i realized that somebody was towing an extra kayak and they let it go and i had to go all the way back past the middle point grab it and at the time i had craigie with me and craigie's playing the same song <laughs> Over and over and over again on my phone. And I, you know what? The kid was a trooper because, I mean, there's a couple hours of sitting there, not doing anything. But yeah, he's curled up in a ball and he's he just was playing. He's a blast. Oh, though. I know. But no, on the way back, all he did is played New Divide by Linkin Park 
over and over and over. And I think what really got me back was the sheer anger of just wanting to get off that kayak because the damn song, the the going over the wakes, people going by me like full speed, 20, 30 feet off, you know, wake boats and stuff. It was, you know, but yeah, when we got back, it was it was definitely worth it. And it was a good time. And I um, want to thank Lad Farm for putting you guys up for the night. Um, check them out, Lad Farm LLC. They do uh, equine therapy and horse training. Um, and I will tell you, their property has got a million dollar view. It's more than a million. It's, it's unbelievable. But yeah, so so yeah, so like I said, that that was a great day. And that's pretty much what we've been up to. Now, what we have coming up next month, we have cornhole tournament. We have rucking. Yeah, the rucking kicks off in September. Well, we're going to be participating in the specialist Bellini. Uh, I know you just hold it up so they can hear the crows. Um, we're going to be participating in the specialist Matthew Polini Ruck March the day after. So our Cornell tournament's on September 26th at the Berwicka Elks. We'll talk about restrictions in Massachusetts. We'll talk about that. Um, then the next day at Lenzie's and Drake It is going to kick off the 5K for Matthew Polini. It's a ruck. Um, check out our Facebook page for that information. And then October, we have AFSP Virtual Walk. Um, and then I think October, we're going to start kicking cooking programs off again. Nice. Um, as soon as regulations loosen up a little, we're going to be planning another movie night for the holidays. Uh, we actually might even throw out two. One movie night for the families, and then we're going to actually have a nurses-only medical staff night for Chunkies, uh, specifically for our, the uh, first responders in the medical field. So we have those coming up. But like I said, we've been, we've been lack of better terms, just telling you about experience Newfoundland and the Swim at the Mission event. We're dead, we're dead in the water. I mean, we're an activity-driven thing. We tried a couple Zoom meetings with people just to get in and sit down and talk and just hang out and meet new people, and that really just turned into people hanging out, um, talking about alcohol, which wasn't bad because I mean, it wasn't it wasn't the they mission. They kept of the everybody night. very entertained, but yeah, but that's the thing. We really wanted to, to cause that the community interaction, and, and we got it. It was just a little strange, um, but no, we have November. We have um, some things that we're been invited to. Uh, there is the Navy SEAL muster down in Fort Pierce, uh, Florida. That's in November. Um, we also are teaming up with, um, and when it's in stone, we'll start giving names out and more details. But we've teamed up with a scotch company, and we're going to be putting out some um, scotch. Um, and the proceeds from the scotch will actually go to substance abuse programs uh, directly related to post-traumatic stress and suicide prevention um, because they're hand-in-hand. Hand. What's going on in Massachusetts law enforcement? Guess what? Massachusetts has finally stepped on the bandwagon. So we're going to start good and then we're going to go bad. So Chris is the good news. Oh, do you want to? No, we'll, we'll talk about the reform after. Okay. Massachusetts, as I said, finally hopped on the bandwagon with an emotional support helpline and that's being offered to the Massachusetts first responders. This is everything from Nurses to firefighters, EMS, police officers, 911 dispatchers, uh, support staff for all of these locations. Bravo to Stewart Healthcare. Uh, they're the ones that are the brains behind this, as well as the. Uh, and you said they're out of Texas? Uh, so they have offices all over. Their main headquarters is based out in Texas, mm -hmm. out in, I believe it was Dallas, if I remember correctly. And uh, the Methuen Fire Chief was interviewed with channel five in regards to this and uh he just you know his department has lost some people and whatnot but 
I was able to talk to Brendan Hayden. He's the vice president of Stewart Healthcare. I had a few questions in regards to this number because we keep on tossing around the unfit for duty, possibly, you know, losing your job. Hey, look at your hummingbirds back. Oh, nice. This is like wild. That thing's cool, huh? Yeah. It's like World War Animals. So, yeah, we caught a snake this morning for Craigie. Uh, the bunnies will be out in the garden in a couple minutes. So, what's next? Well, we have the crows. Yeah, the crows are fighting. That's, that's your yeah. musical entertainment. Yep, exactly. All right, sorry. So, the, yeah, so back the, to the ADD. <laughs> yeah. It's like, so, squirrel. So, I was able to talk to Brendan Hayden, vice president of Stewart Healthcare. And real nice guy. I thanked him for everything his team was working on and everything else. I had a few questions to ask him in regards to that unfit for duty clause that everybody loves so dearly. But he's quoted saying, first responders have a suicide rate that's 20% above the average public. Most suicides started at a younger age with first responders and 30% of first responders have some form of PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. Hayden himself has a 30 plus years of experience as a certified paramedic and he's helped steward healthcare put the first responder hotline together i'm going to give you a second to grab a pen piece of paper and even if you don't have that just pause and rewind just pause rewind or go to our facebook page hidden battles foundation and check it out uh, the wcvb link is there but the phone number for the new massachusetts dedicated support line which will be staffed 24 7 365 phone number is 781-278-4444 again that's 781-278-4444 and you know it's going to improve your quality of life if you are struggling with issues today don't hesitate to call that number if you're a first responder there's tons of other numbers and resources out there as well this is a new local one specifically for massachusetts which is huge the email and everything else that I was going back and forth with him on in regards to some of this info was trying to figure out follower of ours commented on the post saying well I'm sure if you contact them you risk losing your job so that gave me thinking I'm like you know what she's bringing up the unfit for duty thing and I want to find out the answer to this because you know you want people to feel comfortable contacting somebody. You don't want them to have to worry about losing their job or doing anything else. So I said, you know what? I'm going to reach out to the vice president of Stewart Health since he's one of the main guys who had his hand in this. And I go, I'm going to ask him some questions. I did that. I don't know. I'd say we'll go 10 o'clock in the morning. Well, come 3 p.m., I had answers. And I'll share some of the questions with you. I wrote to him and I said, if a first responder dials the hotline, what information do you obtain from a caller? He stated that his clinicians attempt to obtain pertinent information to help assess risk and determine the most appropriate site for evaluation and treatment. In many cases, this will be an emergency department where a thorough medical screening exam can take place and our internal behavioral health team can be brought in to assess for next steps. So that was in response to if a first responder dials into the hotline, what do they obtain from it? I asked if he kept, if Steward Health kept records in regards to this hotline and the continuing care. And he goes, the emergency department provides documented care in the electronic medical record, and these records are HIPAA protected. So from what I'm reading on that, if you call this hotline and you give them info and everything else 
Um, everything that you say and do is protected by the HIPAA, HIPAA rules and regs and unless you're going to hurt yourself or hurt others, I guess. And then the last question I asked him is, do you guys release information discussed to the individual's place of employment? So if I'm a firefighter and I had a real tough time with a car accident call and I go and call this hotline, is it going to get back to my department when I get to work? Is everybody going to know about it? And am I going to get called in and probably put on admin leave? He goes, no, unless the first responder requests that they do so and signs all this appropriate paperwork to allow us to disclose it to their agency. Yeah, it's got to be medical releases signed, which is great that they take this because in Massachusetts, instead of the two-pronged fashion of harm to self, harm to others, to the report, when they did the first responders bill, um, post-traumatic stress, they changed to, to five prongs, I believe. Harm to self, harm to others, firearms in home, children present, substance and alcohol. So that's what they shall report on now. And so those are everyday things Yeah, in Massachusetts, right? So this is actually fantastic because this actually now says, I have no faith in this first responder bill because of the fact that I still can lose my job seeking help, that this completely... Is, that's the light at the end of the tunnel, you know, or not the lack of better. This is an option. This is a good option for them, which I think is fantastic. Yes. Yeah, so, you know, he said the, the only records that can be shared with, um, it's really going to be shared with your primary care provider, um, as in the case with the continuum of care. So it, it makes sense that it's going to your primary care and so on and so forth. But as far as uh, them releasing the information without you asking them to, it's not going to happen unless it's, you know, harm to yourself, harm to others. Yeah. And that's, and you know, and that's rightfully, that's right. That's the way it should be, you know, opposed to like what said, Massachusetts, they pushed that bill through and there was a couple, uh, you know, a couple reps that were like, oh no, this is my swan song. I'm putting some stuff in here to really screw over people. I'm not, you know, too crazy about. And that was exactly what it was. There was a politician out of Wakefield who was all done. And sorry, Winthrop, Winthrop, sorry, Wakefield. Winthrop, and when he was on his way out, he had said, um, that was the loudest note I've ever heard. Sorry. It's okay. Um, but he had said, you know what? He was never a fan of first responders and uh, police. And then on his way out, he put those factions in, and that was the only way it was going to get passed, and it got passed that way. So, Which is but, unfortunate. No. But, yeah, you know, um, when I was able to speak with him and get some more email qualification and everything <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was awesome. Never a dull moment. Um, yeah, when I was able to talk to him and whatnot, the info that he was able to provide that how Hidden Battles could help and be a advocate for it, it's pretty much you can call them and debrief almost. So let's say you go out to a bad call. You can just talk to them about it. They don't have to put anything in writing. They don't have to. It's somebody for you to talk to, just like all these other hotlines and organizations that are out there. But a lot of people don't understand, too, is if you're having a bad day, it's all right just to call and vent about this. You don't have to wait until you're on the brink. You know what I mean? This could be, you know, and they're not going, oh, you know what? Yeah, you called twice this week, you know, Chris. Yeah, you can't call anymore. This is a thing that you can call and talk to just a human on the other end of the phone to hear you out, give you a little insight, and just let you vent, you know, make you feel a little better. Opposed to... Wait until you're like, I'm about to break, and this is this is my resort. Just don't do that. You know, if you're having a bad day, call. Do a debrief with them, you know? 
like especially with that the bad you know bad mv crash or a lot of the you know we're having a lot of injuries and in pools and stuff like that because of you know being homebound so you know i'm gonna off of that massachusetts first responders health line number i'm gonna share a few others with you and what they kind of do um you can also find this on our facebook page under some of the uh info and pictures that we have if if you and we've always said this and we kind of made this if you can't call a stranger call a friend you obviously we usually start off with the national suicide prevention lifeline number which is 1-800-273-TALK again 1-800-273-8255 and the national suicide prevention hotline is not first responder specific they will talk to anyone that calls in and try to give them help you can always text into the crisis line at 741741, and you can text start, help, really anything to that number. And it's a service that allows people in crisis to speak with a trained crisis counselor, and it gives you some peace of mind. If you don't want to talk to somebody on the phone, you can text them now with everybody texting. You have Safe Call Now, and Safe Call Now is a 24-7 hotline that is staffed by first responders for first responders and their family members and they can assist with treatment options for responders who are suffering from mental health substance abuse and other personal issues um their number is one 230 now guys don't feel like you have to write all these down we have them all on the facebook page in one of the pictures fire ems helpline share the load cop line law which is specifically law enforcement only um Cop to Cop, the Veteran Crisis Line, Frontline Help. I mean, there's so many out there. Take a look at the Facebook page and get these numbers. So if you actually are in crisis, need help, or want to talk to somebody about a call that you've taken, call that you've seen, something that's going on in your family, in your home life, give them a call. A lot of these people just will, are there to listen to you. Um, so again, bravo for Massachusetts to hopping on the first responder helpline. That's absolutely huge. I know there's a few other states that are out there as well doing that. Who else does around us? We are the only New England state. So now let's bump into this. Now with the whole defund the police thing, right? How is that going to work? Uh, are we going to start losing these services? Uh, you know, it, I would hope not. Um, I mean, this is like the worst subject to start talking about on a podcast, and we wanted to keep this one kind of short. But you understand that everybody that says defund the police. So we're thinking of it this way. If you're going to defund the police, right? And there's the crows again. So if you're going to defund the police and you're going to listen to all this crap where they say, you know, defund the police, take money away from them. We need more better training and stuff. You have to figure out where is this training money coming from? It's coming from that budget that everybody's trying to take away. So all the peer support units that are now starting to gain traction, all the service dogs that are all starting to gain traction, um, all the extra programs that are all starting to gain traction are going to now be defunded, which is exactly what these people are saying we need. They say we need more sensitivity training, more ethnic diversity. We need more anti-systemic racism training, all this other stuff. Well, that's what Massachusetts already does already. So they want to take that all away and get a better quality product, police officer, law enforcement, whatever, with no budget. As of right now, police budgets are already 
nickel and dimed. Uh, they take away from them almost every year. Police officers barely get raises anymore. They actually have to not take raises to appease the town and get the we'll take care of you next time on your contract, um, you know, handshake, whatever. But now people keep saying, and these people are not educated people to law enforcement. They may be educated to the fact that they're, oh, I'm, you know, I'm a pharmacist or I'm a teacher or uh, I'm a real estate agent or something. Well, you, yeah, you're educated to that, but you're not educated to law enforcement. You're not educated to the way that law enforcement works, the structure it works, the policy and procedures it works. Uh, a lot of people are saying that, you know, cops cover for cops. No, cops don't cover for cops. You can't cover for a cop anymore. You can't even write a ticket and then erase a ticket anymore. It's There's so many guidelines. There are so many guidelines to what happens as far as ethics goes, where you, if you know, if you know that, that somebody committed a violation of policy and procedure, you actually now will join the wrath of administration for not reporting it. Not to the fact that you're going to rat out this guy, but it's the fact that you know of wrongdoing, which now, depending on what it is, could open you up to civil liability, right? They want to take away um, QI, right? Qualified immunity. Well, if that's the case, you think any police officer is going to go, oh, I just saw Chris punch this friggin' teenager in the face. Yeah, I'm not saying nothing. Oh, no. I'm like, Chris, you tell him or I'm telling him because I'm not going down. Nope. And that's that's mentality now. And especially now, people are saying, oh, well, I've been trained in uh, crisis intervention. Well, okay, you're a teacher. No, you haven't because crisis intervention for you is picking up the phone and calling the police for us to come down and deal with an unruly student. So now we come down and we have to de-escalate something. And I will tell you, police officers de-escalate all the time. If we see somebody who's been fighting with somebody for five minutes and we get there, as soon as the cuffs are on, it's a rule of thumb, and it's not true because all I use to force guys will crack me in the back of the head. When the handcuffs are on, does not mean the fight is over. It just means that you have now gained control or momentarily gained control, right? They've taken away one of their yeah. abilities to... But now if I, got, if I show up on scene and Chris is on top of a guy that he's been fighting and he got the handcuffs on him, but Chris is still heated, I'm going to pull him off and tell him to go sit down. Take a break. Take a breather. Pull him out of that situation. That's what police officers do now. And that's not what you're seeing on the 30-second the YouTube clips. That's not what you're seeing on the 10-second YouTube clips. Most of these clips have an hour to them or they're 20 minutes and everybody gets all hyped up and they form their own conclusion and they go on and on and on until the video cameras come out or until they see the, the body cams come out. And it's a totally different story and you see it and it may not be pretty and it's not TV and it's ugly. However, it's legal. And a lot of people don't like that. And there's a, a new thing that I've been saying. Your feelings don't supersede fact. Just because you feel a certain way does not make it factual. And that's what people need to understand about police work. There are great cases, Graham versus Connor. Uh, there's a bunch of them that state that it's at the time and the moment, it's the officer's perception of what is happening to what his reaction is. And a lot of people don't like that. And guess what? Tough, tough. There's a lot of things I don't like. And guess what? Tough for me too. So on defunding the police, that's my outtake on it. I didn't want to go really into it. But with all these great things that are happening for mental health, for law enforcement and first responders right now, because I'm telling you right now, the police are the first, and it's going to keep going. Yeah, It'll and go to fire. It'll go to EMS. And I'm sorry, but right now, with all the mental health issues, and that's what we're all about is helping guys and, and girls with mental health issues for post-traumatic stress and, and post-suicide you know, and, and prevention, 
I'm going to tell you, the new programs are going to be the first programs to go. And, they're, and we're just starting to climb that mountain. We're starting to get to the top. And we're about to post a flag in the ground saying, hey, you know what? We recognize it. It's not a stigma anymore. We want to deal with it. We want to keep our, our offices, you know, alive and healthy mentally. And now guess what? Boom, it's going to be gone. Yep. Boston PD just lost how much money for their Tons. budget? Uh, over half. Yeah. For what? And guess what's going to go? Their peer support unit. Guaranteed. It's going to be the first thing. And, and that sucks. I'm sorry it sucks. And, and that's the end of that rant. Um, but no, good things have been happening. Um, we're glad everybody's surviving COVID. I know a couple people that have actually had it. They've survived. They're doing very well. It was uh, a little speed bump in their life is what one person said it was. Uh, you know what I mean? And I want everybody out there safe and healthy. Uh, just because we don't disagree don't mean I love you. I don't love you. You know, it's, we're still friends. Just sorry, I got a different opinion. And, and you know, again, as I said, first responders have a suicide rate that's 20% above the average public and with all the stuff going on now it just it just adds a damper yet again to yeah let me think about it you at first they were afraid of the administration not backing them up now society's not backing them up we had a chicago high high ranking official uh police officer in chicago took his life inside the precinct wasn't it a chief I think he was a uh, like deputy a deputy chief. or yeah deputy supervisor or something, but yeah but throw that on top of everything that's going on, it's not healthy. So, but like I said, you know we wanted to keep this one brief and quick, and you know throw us some comments. Let us know what you think. I know everybody out there is already getting into fights with family and friend members, you know, and friends over this stuff. But just remember one thing: after November, we'll all be friends again. You know, nobody's gonna care. But it's just right now there's a lot of division and it sucks. But like we said, you know what? We can all disagree. We can still love each other and be friends. We can hug. We can do the kumbaya thing if you'd like. However, it is what it is. So, Chris, you got anything, buddy? I got nothing else. Just, you know, for all the first responders out there, continue to stay safe. Thank you for what you do every day. Um, Medical staff, continue plugging away and doing what you're doing. Just know that for the first responders, medical staff, all the families of those hidden battles is here for you. If you don't fall in that category and you still want to call us, hell, we'll listen to you. Yeah, well, you listen to us, hopefully. Well, you don't, whatever. <laughs> no, hey, so yeah, if you don't, if you want, just you've heard our sponsors, check them out in the link. Um, they said they're great people. They support, you know, greater people. And, you know, that's it. They're the ones that make these programs keep going. Um like to thank uh, once again DCU Digital Credit uh, Digital Federal Credit Union for uh, sponsoring the podcast and picking us up as a partner for another year. Uh, we love you guys over there and love everything you do. Uh, Jean Credit Union once again, love those guys over there. And Bob at Heritage, yeah, Bob at Heritage Ice Cream. If you're in the Lowell area or Merrimack County um, or even Middlesex County, um, head down to Heritage Ice Cream. Unbelievable. If you get the chicken tenders and you hate them, I will buy them. I, that's my guarantee. If you don't like them, I will purchase them for you. And don't eat them all and then say, oh, these are horrible because you're full of it. But if you legit take one bite and go, I don't like this, then you call me. I will come down. I will take them off your hands and I will pay for them. All right? Yep. So, guys, stay safe. Stay healthy. Uh, Joe Polling, no, you cannot come to my house and shoot the birds next taping. We kind of like them. They, they add this, this um, whole... It's like background music. Yeah, it, it's kind of like the... Uh, what was that big show that was just on? Not Lord of the Rings, the other one. You think I watch TV? Uh, yeah, but <laughs> maybe when you're sleeping. I don't know. But no, it was, yeah, we had like 20 crows flying around, and I felt like saying winter is coming. 
enough rambling. Take it easy, everybody. Chris? Talk to you next time. Stay safe.